You have a stage name? I do have a stage name. What is it? Janessa. Janessa? With a G, because I'm gangster like that. Janessa. How did you settle on that? Um, I was in Vegas, and there's a lot of girls that work in Vegas, and nobody can have the same name. So I wrote a list out with 20 names, and all of them were taken. My what was the first one on your list? Vanessa. Vanessa. Which was my name for like three years prior. So he goes, well, this is your fresh start, right? Genesis. First book of oh. the Bible. Genesis and Vanessa is Janessa. I like the house to cold. I like to keep it hot. I don't care much for cooking. I like to eat a lot. Scares me when she's driving. And that always causes a fight. I like to fuck in the morning. And I like to fuck at night. Sometimes it drives me crazy. Oh, those things you do. You're a big fat Gentile. And you're a dirty Jew. <laughs> Sometimes you are wrong. Sometimes you're not right. At the top was a new segment we started, uh, Stripper Wisdom. Okay. Stripper Wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so fucking funny. All right. She named herself after a book of the Bible. Right. Wow. Genesis. Genesis. A fresh start in stripping. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. You got to come up with a name somehow, right? Yeah, I guess so. I Ralphie, guess so. if you had a stripper name, what would it be? Um, Big Pussy. Right. Okay. Just put it out there, right? Hot Pussy. Something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said mine would be Pussy McPussPuss. That's a good name. Right. Pussy McPussPuss, please come to the DJ booth. Your next stop. Right. Pussy McPussPuss. I like that. Right. Just Irish. make it clear. Nice. Oh, nice. McPuss. Yes. Yeah. I went for the Irish. M- McPussPuss. Yeah. <laughs> from the uh, from the county court McPusspusses, I believe, right? <laughs> That's right. You are. <laughs> I, think so. I think so. Yeah, that's you, hilarious. I'll just say you want you want a four leaf clover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, that's a fucked up pussy. <laughs> well, tell you'd you. have to be <laughs> your pussy McPusspuss. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, right. It's got to be a special magic pussy. Do you wonder how Big J Okerson got his name? Probably from being big. Mm. I'm just, I'm just guessing. I mean, that's he's, a hard he's, name he's, too. He's not. And how come I don't have that fucking name? You know, I'm way bigger than Big J Orkerson. So I spent a day with Big J from New York, and he, should I be jealous? Why? Because you got to spend a whole day with Big J. Hey, maybe a little. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's pretty funny too, man. I mean, he's I. You know, I met him through uh, David Tell. I saw him uh, open for a towel, and he was he was really funny, and me and Dave were laughing at him. And, you know, it, it's crazy because Dave picks comics and, and just loves the shit out of them. And you know what? I like that. I like that about comics. And he really made a huge difference in Big J's career. And now Big J's headlining everywhere. He's right. phenomenal. And those New York comics are fucking whew, strong, Jack. You know? I mean, they're doing six, seven sets a night. That's fierce, man. That's how you get funny quick. And Big J's no exception to the rule. Well, it was a pleasure hanging out with him. So here, check this out. All right. You had like two lives that were opposite each other when you were starting out. You Apparently you were working in a strip club and you were working children's parties. No, it wasn't a strip club at all. It was one company that uh, 
it was they'd send out like I would drive strippers to bachelor parties. Oh. It was like the personal the personal touch of uh bringing some strung out weirdo to a bunch of Were you there to kind of protect her? I guess so. I don't know if I did a great job at it. It was like it's a scary situation. I don't even understand why they you might as well not even have a guy like go with the girl. It doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, uh, if the guys are going to do something and get like violent, like what could I possibly do against 15? It's a bachelor party, you know? It's like a one-on-one thing. If it was like one guy who wants a girl to come dance for him, like that would be easy to, like, to defend, but like, nothing you could do about uh, like 15 guys against one. So, But technically, yeah, my job was to do that. But I was just collecting money. and It wasn't a lot of good money either, but like I was just getting money and... You know, I was a fat guy excited to watch naked women dance around. <laughs> well, that's a fun game. For free. So, when I was a kid, we used to go to a, we used to go to the strip club in Jersey because you can go when you were eighteen. No booze, but like full nudity, and I thought the coolest job in the world. It's always, my stories are also like sad fat kid who like just wanted girls to like him, but like we'd go to the strip club. First of all, we found they hated us there because we found like when the internet first kind of came out like dial up AOL there was a website for this strip club that would have for a it was free admission and then a free shower show which was two girls masturbating in a shower like they would take turns and it was a room just full like 15 guys that would go you get that for free and entry to the club for free with this like pass you'd print out online and we used to go every week now any gig that I did through like the open mic years at a strip club was like the shittiest, <laughs> the shittiest job ever, shittiest gigs. Right. Nobody wants to hear the comedian in a strip club, right? They sure don't, especially when they don't really make the strippers take a break like during it. I haven't done like a strip club. I mean, I think I've only done like two or three in my life, but like I remember in doing them like just like strippers sitting there watching the show. Also, no one's interested. They just want to get it over with. Oh. I actually do a thing in Philly. Uh, I've done it a couple years in a row, but I, I didn't do it last year. I don't think like do a, a super. They call it the Super Pole competition. It's like a local radio show in Philly. Uh, I'll go and do a like judge it for them, like one of the judges. But it's like amateur stripper contest, which is really just something. I don't know why that's so much more intriguing to watch. Like just simply like even like porn, same thing. It's like you can throw a girl. It's like she's definitely a professional. More, but if it says like you know amateur nervous girl walks into you know it was like i th- i think the funniest porn on you porn and not that i'm like a porn expert but i like to watch the ones because it's entertaining to me to watch the ones where they walk in for the audition and then they get suckered in i don't even know if that's real at all it's probably all fake anyhow oh, the casting couch yes those are so funny to me i don't i mean it's just i think it's fake i think it's fake too but, but well what's interesting oh actually it is i don't fake. know the internet is for porn the internet is for porn what are you doing why you think the net was born? Born, born, born. Have you done it before? Not in front of a camera, but I've done a lot of sex, I guess. And you're 18? Yeah. All right. Ralphie, what do you think about that? I think it's fucking for real. I Sometimes it probably is. I think it's fucking A for real, okay? Because you've talked, I mean, we live in L.A. Those bitches will do anything. Right. Anything to they fucking think they're going to be into. famous. Yeah, oh. and, and it's always a modeling thing, you know. Right. What's your favorite type of porn? I I'm, I'm not into the babysitter thing, like Howard Stern. He loves that babysitter. I know. He's a freak I know. for he it. Okay. That. 
I um, love Howard Stern. I like um I like uh the um I guess the casting couch is a good one or the uh on the street guy. The money he he gets regular women to become whores for a ton of money. Oh, that's funny. Europe. That's funny too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's fucking hilarious to when me. When they get pick them up and put them in a car with them, and then they uh, or, driving or around. just go fuck them in a public bathroom or some crazy shit like that. You know what's amazing about it is that no matter what you want to find on the internet, somewhere out there, there's something for that person. Like there's there's a there's a peanut butter for your chocolate. Like it, yeah, right. Yeah, it's wild. It's really crazy out there. So I mean, does, do you think this type of work is for you? Yeah. Okay. I have to get used to Come. being splooged on my face. I'm glad we have this new technology. Poor porn. Uh. The first one of the first one of those I saw was uh, I'm trying to remember her name. It's like Cameron, some, Cameron Adams. She keeps changing her name, but her name's Cameron Adams. Is the thing I had on Twitter. I ended up following her on Twitter. She did like a real like small amount of porn. Like she didn't do a ton of things. Like five things maybe you could find on her online and it's funny you see where it's like uh who knows if it's like drugs or whatever get involved in these girls lives or whatever damage they have that sends them into porn but it's funny when you see the drastic jump like first thing she did was like that casting couch thing that you said you like oh i don't like i mean it's just uh, funny to me yeah like. yeah but i'm saying whatever yeah. whatever you gotta tell yourself okay all right <laughs> <laughs> um the, the casting couch thing and then like a girl girl thing and then maybe like some other kind of like softer not soft like hardcore but like you know like just sex scene and then more recently she did two other things and and uh one was just kind of like a hardcore sex but then one was like a like a humiliation torture beating like room full of people like you know one guy's pissing on her and another guy's hitting her and it's all this like it's over the top um, which I don't think is like entertaining at all. It was kind of like that point when you see that you're almost kind of like, geez, what's this girl's damage that she would go from like, you know, where she was to, and how to about here. the person who does get off to watching that? It's insane. Yeah. Who knows? But I'm, and I'm sure, you know, obviously it exists. There's gotta be a market or it wouldn't happen. But what's funny is that she's the girl that was the first scare, uh, and, and got it of the, uh, the AIDS like outbreak that just ran through porn where it's currently running it? through porn. Yeah. Oh, she got so it's so weird to see someone's like so I follow her on Twitter randomly because I was like oh it's that girl from VH1 is doing porn I'm curious to kind of hear like the thought process of someone who comes out of nowhere and just like I'm gonna start doing porn and uh, so in following her it's funny just like one day it goes from like had a great time like sucking I've never had eight dicks in my mouth at once before that was pretty great and thanks to all the guys from blah. And then one, like, you know, a couple of days later, it's kind of like, it's like, going to go to the hospital. It's mandatory. They're making everybody, you know, check out. There's so, you know, like, someone there's a big scare through porn. I'm going to go check it. And then it's like, you know, a week later, like the next post is like, that's how long it is between the posts. And then a week later, it's kind of like, thank you all for your kind words. I'm just trying to process this. And it's like, you're like, wow. To see someone like on social media, you know, with social media, to be able to follow someone like, their emotional roller coaster of like, oh yeah, well, stupid, you know, someone got AIDS, so now we all got to get tested, yeah, well, and then being like, you have oh, uh, AIDS, we're doing. Don't unfollow me; it's not contracted through Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's to, uh, so sad. It's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I yeah. mean, like you know, I don't know. It's it's oh, it's definitely well, sad, obviously. But it's, it's easier like, to contract if it's a bummer. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, no, but you Sorry, know what I mean? I can't help myself. This is so awful. It's like the worst porn story of all. Oh, no, there's a whole bunch. Of them <laughs> yeah, no. But I mean, like, uh, <laughs> they all were in Wonderland. Isn't this one of the worst porn stories happening here, right? It's the Wonderland murders. Yeah. Happened up here, Johnny just Holmes. Just over the, um, we can't actually see the house from our house, but the neighbors can. Really? Yeah, it's just down on Wonderland Avenue on the other so side. It's like John there. Holmes, right? Yeah. Who also died from AIDS. And it comes full circle. Wow. Holy shit. Can you imagine? You're, you're, you're Miss Cock in the face, and then boom, AIDS. Holy shit. HIV positive. Wow. Wow. So sad. It's horrible. It's a horrible disease that fucking happens. And God, I got to be honest, though. Sex with condoms and porn with condoms? Nah, not so much. Does not fucking get me off. It, I Now I guess it's part of the danger. I mean, it's... I wonder if it feels like AIDS. Like when the guy puts it in, does he go, wow, this jiner, totally AIDSy. You know, or or the girl when she's talking, it goes, I taste HIV. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, what the fuck? I know, there's not much you can say when somebody gets sick like that. I mean, it it's just Horrible. sad because like you just, he got to watch somebody sort of deteriorate. And yeah. it, that's a really, that's a frightening thing about you the social media and all that. What? Goddamn monkey fuckers. Monkey fuckers. Somebody fucked a green monkey. Boom, we got AIDS. I want you to hear some more. So let's go back to the interview. Yes. Some people is like their thing is like it's actually just like, like they like being involved in like a CD business. Like they're that kind of person. Like while the girl's dancing, the 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 driver will go off and do fucking blow in the bathroom and and then try to fuck the girls after the show. You know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. Where it's like I'm very uh like when even when I was in it, I did it for the most like quote-unquote innocent reasons you could i was just like oh wow i'm gonna get to see these pretty girls naked and then i'm the one driving them to and from there so i'll be able to talk to them and like, so you, you know, never actually banged maybe they'll like me no the only one that ever like threw uh like pussy in my direction was she was the first girl i ever drove she was so uh she was really pretty i thought like her body she was her face she was really cute but she and so you you got with her no so but what happened was it was fine. I was driving, and I remember she she had this. <laughs> in hindsight, it's so funny and like sad sacky. But she came out of that first time I drove ever. She was the first girl I ever drove, and I'm, I'm driving her back. And it was like even I was nervous. It was my first night, and I was like, all right, that went well. Like the guys all had a good time. No one was an asshole. They were all nice enough dudes, and we left. No one tried to fight or rape her or anything that would be scary. I'm a great, but as we're driving home, you know, then you start seeing like the other side of that afterwards, the come down when she's kind of like, you know, a little more sad sacky than she was going into it, you know, and I'm like, or I remember her going, uh, she goes, can you stop at a store before me? I'm like, it was like a gas station or something. I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, she came out with like flowers and she goes, I uh, always like to buy myself flowers after a long night of work like that because, you know. I deserve it. And it just felt so sad for her and bad because, you know what I mean? When you hear that, you just hear that thing in her voice of like... Uh, like the little girl. Like this, but Yeah, it's like, oh. hey, you know, I just like, you know, I just spread my pussy for a bunch of strangers and dildoed myself. It's like, I want a little, you know, to 
feel nice about my whatever it is that you know Aww. she needs to buy her things. But you know the sad story was you know it's always like I try to get my kid back from social services and uh, my stupid ex boyfriend just beat the shit out of me for the last time. I'm never taking that and whatever nonsense she goes through with that. But I was so enamored with this girl. Again, I'm like 19 or something, and I brought her. Uh, I knew where she lived because I dropped her off and picked her up, and I brought her flowers the next day. And I was even like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, this fat kid going through a door, like, maybe someone else should buy you flowers. I figured she would, like, give a shit, but she didn't at all. And then we just kind of, like, lost touch. I didn't really work with her too much after that. And then, like, two years later, and by the way, saying that I did this job, it was never, like, a consuming thing. Like, I would do it for a couple weeks, and then I would be, like, just not to, you know. Yeah. And then I'd go with another company and do it. It was kind of like you worked when you wanted to work and pick up a couple extra. It wasn't, like, any kind of crazy money. But, uh, so, but like two years later, you know, all you had to do was really open the phone book and you'd find one of those companies and be like, hey, I'm available to be a driver. I've done it before. Like, yeah, come on over. You know, I have girls getting ready to go out. I went to this dude's house and I remember he had like a shitty apartment in South Jersey and it was like barely furnished, but there were, uh, like bodybuilding trophies all over they were on the floor even but they were like all over like this empty dining room that had no furniture in it he had a couch tv basically it was and like bodybuilding trophies and he came out and he was everything you'd expect like you know wearing like zubaz pants or they call them skids you know like a velcro top you know workout pants and some like you know tank top that's like tied up at the above the shoulder gold gym shirt and he came out and he was like uh you know frosted tips hair i was talking to him he goes yes yeah, so you're gonna be driving this uh this asian girl and my cousin so i was like all right that's kind of weird but he goes yeah she's cool and, he, and when his cousin came out it was that girl that girl that i drove the first night oh, was his wow. cousin but she was like gaunt and pale and not like like sores on her face, so you know like uh like, like kind of acne scars on her face or whatever, and just like scratches and it was bad and this Asian girl was gorgeous, and I had to drop so I drove them or I drove her the Asian girl drove herself, but we drove to this bachelor party. It was so that switch because that first night that I drove that girl, I remember the guys just going nuts like over how pretty she was and and beautiful and just like tan and, and good looking girl. And now seeing her just party with this Asian girl, like, you hear the guys. Like, the guys don't give a shit at the bachelor party. You know, these guys are just, like, they're being shitty and, like, not to her so much. But you just hear them talking about her, like, ugh, look at her fucking assholes all grow, you know, whatever. And, like, you know, her ass is awful and just being shitty. We're such a weird flip in, like, two years. And uh, we had gone back to, after the show, the Asian girl left and I drove her back to her cousin's house. And he wasn't home. And we were basically waiting. That's how it kind of thing works. You wait for another call to come in, you know. And we were sitting there uh, while we're waiting. We're on the couch. And I remember she was like, she was laying on the couch. And I was like sitting by her feet. And then she was doing a lot of like, you know, like just playing with her feet, like putting her feet kind of like under my leg and ass. And then like doing then She started like kind of like mushing my dick with her foot, like over oh. thing. And essentially throwing it at me. And it was kind of like uh I was like, oh, you know, I can't. Like, yeah. she, and she, you know, she, and I don't remember the exact words, but she definitely like was made it clear like we should fuck around. 
and I was like, uh, "Oh, your cousin, such a big scary dude." Like, I, it had nothing to do with that at all. Like, <laughs> it was just solely I was like, "This, like, I don't want what she has. Like, something's wrong with us." You know what I mean? So it's like that business, like, it does melt down. And having a daughter, I think, has changed perspective a lot of st- on that stuff. But I'm a hypocrite. Like, I watch porn and I do all <laughs> that. But you know what I mean? But there is still some underlying thing that I, uh, like, I judge. Like, I. I absolutely do not have the security to ever of like date a stripper or a porn girl or anything like that it's a level of security that i just absolutely don't have especially with the strippers especially if like you know most of them like or at least if you get in the stripping you probably have like at least somewhat of a decent body and like you know some kind of a look uh to even get hired for something like that you know so those girls like are fueled by adoration do you know i mean it's it's fake and it's not fake but i mean it's not uh for all the wrong reasons you know the objectification and being but like but if you can get past that you still have a room of people going like yeah you know like you you almost get that feeling when you're killing on stage in comedy yeah yeah. i'm like i i understand their feeling and and the same thing too the same depression thing where it's like uh and this is like you know, almost like a hack concept to discuss even anymore. But like that same feeling for us, like it really is a weird talk about eating shitty foods and, and self-loathing and sitting in a hotel room on the road. It's just like it happens often where you're like, man, like an hour ago I was like the shit. You know what I mean? Like everyone was out there and you're signing stuff and people are. Come and, and, and big fans and buy yourself some flowers and then and, and <laughs> it's it but you know my the flowers are the you know oh jack in the box they don't have this in new york i'm gonna get a sourdough fucking burger at three in the morning which is nothing i need you know so it's like uh it is it's it is very similar in that regard we're all whores some of us make it some of us don't ralphie do you feel the same do you often find it hard to come down from a show Yes, yes, that leads to insomnia, which throws off your whole sleep pattern, which fucks you up all day long. Um, Is it because of the adrenaline rush you've had on stage, or your mind? It's the ego dr- rush. It's not adrenaline. It's it's it's. I mean, killing in comedy is uh, better than any other drug I've ever tried, uh, because it goes right to your ego. All right, and that energy keeps you up. You know, not adrenaline. It's that energy off of, you know, I just moved hundreds of th- or thousands of people in a direction and brought them to funny, you know? It's kind of hard to come down from that. Yeah, yeah. Well, how have you found the best ways to come down from? Smoke weed, jerk off, and go to sleep. <laughs> you know? Right? I'm often hungry after a show. I could have had a big meal before a show, but then when the show's over, even if it's a short set, I'm usually kind of hungry. Like Jay's describing sitting in his room and eating it i'm well jay and i have a lot in common besides being funny we're we're both sick in our heads we're both fat fucks you know i mean no comic is without being dented but the funnier ones are the more damaged well but he he describes he's actually been getting a lot better he's lost a lot of weight yeah yeah he's been working really hard on that so i mean I i don't know if just by being overweight like just because you can visibly see that he's damaged. I mean, I don't know if that, that describes that a lot of people are overweight. But I'm talking about right. that after the show thing, about feeling like you're feeling like that all of a sudden there's that void is back there and it's probably greater than ever because the ego got stroked and now it's back to its like 
oh, I, I do kind of suck or whatever mode. And Well, I mean, you're, you go from king of the world to all by yourself. Right. And most comedians that I know hate being lonely. They hate being alone. That's why they have to seek out the love and approval of hundreds and thousands of people. And so when you're by yourself, that self-loathing happens where you eat shit, you know, you stay up. You're trying to do anything, you know, to numb it out. It's not fun. It's not fun. I don't think anybody does comedy because it's the easiest thing in the world to do. I think they do comedy because they have to, you know. It's a that. sad clown. Oh. Poor sad clown alone Tears in your room. Of a clown. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess being a comedian is a lot like being, you know, a rock and roll star in some ways. I mean, you get that high of being in front of all those people, and then bam, it's all done, right? Yeah. Except for rock stars, they they're comforted by the mouths of of groupies. You know, in comedy... A lot of comics get blowjobs after shows, too. Nothing in comparison with rock stars. Right. Nothing in comparison with rock stars. And by the way, it's only male comedians that get that. Every chick comic I've ever heard is always bitching how they get no stabbings. After the show? Yeah, I don't feel like I get too much attention. It depends on... The- yeah, you never get attention when guys put their dicks in your butt crack and stuff like that. What are you talking pictures. about? You, we were taking a picture one time, and this guy was behind you, and you said, I can feel his dick on my butt crack. And oh, like, he pressed yeah. up into me. Yeah. 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 And, I, yeah. yeah, and then the picture snapped, and I was like, yeah, Yahtzee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. No, yeah, he gave me a, a hello. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not. And, a, and a goodbye. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, I, I'll get more, um, more threesomes and stuff like that, you know, like women and- Women and yeah, dudes yeah. trying to get with you. Oh, being with you, Rafi, is always like being in a threesome. Ah, the ubiquitous fat joke raises its ugly <laughs> head. That's awesome. I love it, Joe. That's you have somebody to help great. push. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Just keep all I got. Someone in the wings. My my dick hard. Just keep it hard. Keep on pushing. Back there, okay. <laughs> you just stay me there, yeah, right? I want to get. I want to. Uh, I want to get in one of those uh, shaker, uh, like old time weight loss things. Okay, you know that that shake you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just fuck and, on one of those. And fuck on one of those. Okay. Oh my god. Just just turn your giner inside what, out. Would I be on the bottom underneath that? Um, we'd have to get a bigger strap. Okay. And, oh my and go god. At it crazy like that, all shaky. And I mean, god damn. What happened that's to the Lana? Earthquake of fucking. Right he there. he smothered and shook her. She's like really, she's like a, really. She's really? like the potatoes Come at a on. at a Waffle House, sliced and diced and smothered and covered. <laughs> So so me fucking you is like making hash browns at the Waffle House. <laughs> On really? top of a shaking thing. Really? Really? I do a lot of shaking when Covered I'm on top of cheese. Oh, you're gross. <laughs> you gross bitch. It's better than that Canadian shit where you put the gravy on it. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I just vomit a little vinegar on your potatoes. Oh. <laughs> oh, gross. You're gross. <laughs> this has been a fun one. I think so. Big J, you brought it out in us. Thanks for being creepy and funny and fucking everything in between. And uh, he's fucking great, man. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. 
subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers. <laughs>